hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. For two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. With all the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I really? think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 31 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to Samsung and Netgear. Samsung Smart TVs, netgear.com.au. Uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech and myself, Trevor Long, from Your Tech Life and other places. And uh, as always, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hello, Trevor. Mate, now, I just want to, just before we get started, just want to offer, on behalf of all our listeners, some congratulations. Uh, You and your wife have had a baby boy. One for the country, as they say. Number three joined us on Sunday morning. So, little Harrison uh, coming home tomorrow, hopefully. So, uh, I'm looking forward to spending a bit more time with him because I've been at home all bloody week uh, with the kids while Amanda's been at hospital. So, looking forward to spending some time with him. uh, Awesome news, mate. And we'll uh, we'll talk about how you share that news a little later on, won't we? Absolutely. Social media and... uh, and how it integrates in our lives these days. That's that and a whole stack more coming up on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, not to be um, self-indulgent about the, the amount of kind of media stuff that you, you and I get up to, but something that I find quite interesting is, is you know when, this, when something's getting a bit of traction in the community when you get a lot of calls to do interviews? Now, mate, I yep. did four, maybe five radio interviews today about the Telstra 4G network announcement, and I thought, for each one of them, I thought this is going to be negative, it's going to be NBN, why are we doing this? But none of them were. They were all just, wow, what's this? And, and what does it mean for us? Really exciting stuff from Telstra. 4G network went live today with a USB dongle available at, at a pretty good rate too in, uh, in the major cap cities and some regional centres. Um, you've had a play with it, mate. I have, yeah. I was. Uh, they did a really interesting demo down in their experience center there, and they had all these laptops set up with the 4G dongles, and they had all streaming video all playing at the same time just to simulate a cell that's got a lot of traffic on it, and everything was uh, – was the videos were smooth, and they even did a HD uh, – video call to interstate and played the video signal and a, and a presentation at the same time on the screen but yeah they 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 uh, gave us gave me a 4G dongle to try out, and I had a couple of hours to kill in the city. And I went round because we, we should point out it's got a, it is a five kilometre radius the 4G signal yep. from the capital cities, uh, the regional areas, and, and they call p- places like Parramatta, Penrith regional areas, which I believe <laughs> Newcastle three kilometre radius for those, which will grow o- over time. So I gave this thing a bit of a, a bit of a whirl in the city and was amazed by the results. Uh, the, on my review on Tech Guide, uh, I, I did a little speed test and actually took a screenshot i got 34.31 megabit per second download speed 11.64 megabits per second upload which is very impressive oh i mean it's the see this is the thing it's the uploads that are important because i think some of the value of this is actually not in everyday users i think there's some serious business use for this including people like photographers and videographers who are pushing files around the internet and if you want to do it on demand and, and where you are even telstra's elite or ultimate whatever they're calling those other 3G, you know, fast modes, this thing is lightning fast up and down. 
I think the negative is that you know five k radius thing. They're they're clearly aimed at the at the real CBD um, people. You know yeah. the, the the rollout in at the end of this year isn't you know much greater in terms. Not going to be up at my way. Um, not going to be down your way either where you live. Mm-hmm. So we need to wait a bit of time. But I guess it's about investing in a network. It's about Absolutely. the future of technology, and it is really quite exciting to think about what you could do with uh, with four G speeds. But but like but like everything else, exactly right and and. Uh, amazing what, what you can do. Those upload speeds exactly like I, I did a little test just in the city. I had just like a five meg picture that I wanted to attach to an email, and I sent it off, and it, it left it left my computer in like fo- in six seconds. It was incredible. It just yeah. went boom, uploaded. But um, the the thing too that they showed us is that that obviously the four G network is going to grow, and it's going to grow once we see more handsets in the market. Now, mm-hmm. I that at this launch yesterday, they also had a prototype of the HTC four G. I think that's just the working title at the moment. But mm-hmm. this thing had a four 0.5 inch screen it was running on 4G and this thing was lightning. I was using, I was viewing YouTube videos. They loaded straight away. The websites popped in straight away, and I think that they also stated that there's a lot of companies that are developing 4G handsets that are going to be released throughout 2012, and that's when you're going to see the the network grow as they see demand for these handsets and the usage grow. That's when it's going to pop up. So I think people that are a little bit sort of saying, well, it's only five. 5K radius. Wait, wait to wait and see. Next year, you're going to see it expand. I think pretty quickly. One, one of the interesting things too is um, this, uh, to, to people that are thinking, well, 4G is only available in certain areas. It defaults back to the the quality 3G exactly network right. when when it's, it's not, not in range, which is no which is no slouch, by the way. And, next G is pretty quick. And, and let's talk about that for a minute. Globally. 4G is, is just a complete misnomer. It's a very difficult term to use. In fact, some people are saying this really isn't 4G and all that kind of stuff. Bottom line, yeah. it, there, there is a bit of bit in that. But in America, for example, which is a massive country with massive economy and you know the, the money to put behind networks, their 4G is our 3G. I mean, yeah, next year, exactly, exactly. Right. The yeah. speeds Someone that we're getting, yeah. the speeds we're getting now out of this 4G are phenomenal, and it is absolute world-leading stuff. Now, bag Telstra all you like about this, that, and the other. It is it is amazing to think that they're still investing heavily in the network. They're still trying to be the number one. They're still trying to be the leader, which is, I think, admirable. Um, and they are, frankly. Their issue is, very clearly, they need to make sure they invest in new and old because the capacity yep. needs to be brought into the old because they're getting some serious growth in, in subscriber rates. So really interesting to watch, don't you think? Absolutely right. But you, you did touch on something earlier where you said mostly this was very positive stuff, 4G. The NBN really wasn't mm. mentioned. It, it it hasn't been mentioned for now. I think the novelty of having the first 4G network, this Australia's first really fast network. But people are going to think, and I, I was asked this today. I showed a couple of people the 4G dongle. I thought, look how quick this thing is. And people were asking well why do we need an nbn when when we can do this wirelessly this mm. is incredible we're going to we're having this so i think that's a discussion for another day but for now they haven't mentioned it but i'm sure it's going to come up in conversation down the track once once this the 4g network widens and just to wrap that up i will say that we need to remember the nbn is is the backbone of of the future internet this will be complementary as it is today to your broadband at home most people don't have wireless broadband as their primary uh, internet in the future they'll have the nbn as their primary and this kind of thing as their backup plus the technology needs to be proven now so that it can be rolled out regionally 
finally where the NBN won't work. So there are issues like that. And one of the important things that I took out of the Telstra announcement was it talked about, you know, video and stuff, stuff I talked about earlier and also said, and for things that we can't yet conceive, which to me is exactly the same as the NBN. We can't yet conceive what this thing's going to be used for, but it is very exciting and uh, good on Telstra being first to market. Uh, it's available now. There's plans. You can read all about it at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, last week we we touched on ever so briefly the new Sony Ericsson Xperia Ray. Mm. Um, I had a chance I, at at the time I'd only just received the device, but I've, I've had it for a week over a week now, and I've had a really good play with it. Um, I've, I've written the review up on Tech Guide on my website, and uh, I was really impressed with it. I think it's um it's it's a shrunken down smartphone. That's what that's how I yep. sort of sold it in my story. It's a compact smartphone uh, that's got all of the things that you'd expect, like small. I said in this in my story. Don't mistake small mistakes small for for being less powerful. Um, I think this, uh, despite having only a 3.3 inch screen, still got a very quick a, a one gigahertz processor. It's got 512 meg RAM. It's got an excellent camera. The camera on this one of the best I've seen on a smartphone. It's got uses Sony's uh, technology, the Exmor sensor. Uh, it's got the Bravia engine, so the screen's nice and crisp. Uh, it's only got a gigabyte memory, which is pretty ordinary, but it does come with a micro SD card slot, so you can expand that up. Uh, it's got your, your usual usual features, like you've got a headphone jack. Uh, it's got access to a lot of content as well. There's Facebook integration, so for the Facebook albums appear in your device's gallery and all your contacts on Facebook, your friends' information then becomes mm. part of your contacts and things like that. So an impressive little, I call it a little pocket rocket. Tell me, um, the only thing I've seen and, and worried about it is just with a, with a device that small, which is cool, how easy it is to communicate, to text and to email. It's not really very good for that, is it? No, I did comment on that. That was sort of one of the only downsides I found that sort of the – it's ironic that one of the selling points of this thing is that it's small, it's light, but it's also one of its weaknesses. The smaller screen means the keyboard's a little bit tighter. Uh, you know, it, it's a little bit harder to type out those messages. I found mm. that I had to turn it on its side in landscape mode to sort of spread the keyboard out and type that way. Uh, but – uh, that, that's uh, that's only a minor uh, one of the minor shortcomings as I wrote in in the, in my story. But um, the 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 layer they've put on top of it, you've got your you know how it's, it's got running Android two point three point three, and they'll have a two point three point four upgrade available. It's got the Timescape. You know how they got that little UI on top of it, the oh, Timescape, yeah. which has got your recent phone and social networking activity, a little widget you can scroll on the home screen. That's pretty cool, just to keep track of everything you've done. But uh, no, and again, I mentioned before the camera is really good 8.1 megapixel it's got a, it takes really good video as well 720p high def video uh but if you're banging out those long messages uh it, it can be a little bit frustrating but uh the, the screen's big enough to watch videos and to to view your photographs on surf the web quite easily but you know despite that little the keyboard the being's pretty small it's a pretty good device so i think i gave it four out of five stars another another good weapon in the uh, arsenal that uh, sony ericsson are taking towards their dominance of the android market we look forward <laughs> to more of that uh, the sony ericsson xperia ray techguide.com.au two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with trevor long and Stephen. And as well as our good friends at Samsung Smart TV, the good people at netgear.com.au bring us uh, two blokes talking tech. Um, one of the things I mentioned last week was the universal Wi-Fi range extender. Now, I took this thing uh, during the week to my uh, my outlaw's place, um, my wife's parents, 
and they've got a real Wi-Fi problem at their home. Where I've hooked them up with everything I can, but basically the, the, the building and some interference in their home is just not helping them. So what I've done is I've taken this universal Wi-Fi extender, which is simply a little box that you plug into your PowerPoint just like a double adapter without the extra power points, a couple of antennas on it, and maybe two buttons. You go to your router, you press the WPS button, which is the quick connect, you then walk back to the extender, you press a button. Within a minute, the thing's showing full bars of coverage, and you've got a new Wi-Fi network at that end of the house uh, with the same name and then a small extension at the end of it, and you've got great connectivity. These are the kind of products that Netgear bring to market that help you at your home or your business uh, with your networking needs. So what, no matter what it is, networking your home, networking your business from modems to routers to universal wi-fi adapters range extenders doesn't matter what it is um, they've got solutions to help you and you can read all about it at netgear.com.au Now, mate, thank you for the well wishes at the start of the show. Just read the baby. I found it a very interesting experiment, and I didn't mean it to be an experiment, but just to backtrack a little, when we had Victoria a little over a year ago, um, mm-hmm. I was in the delivery suite, and I'm not, I'm not being negative. It's very boring in there when your wife has an epidural <laughs> and she doesn't need any help, right? She's just sitting there on drugs. She's yeah. happy to sleep. So <laughs> I, I wanted to tweet, you know, it's all happening, but no, 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 I can't do that. So she made a deal. She just very quickly, as soon as she found out she was pregnant, she said, you can tweet this time. So I was ecstatic. So we created. You got tweeting permission. That's exactly. Incredible. We got social media permission for this birth. <laughs> now I did set up a Twitter account for the baby before it was born. Yes, that's crazy, but we did it. And and one of the things I did was just little updates. What did you updates. call it? Did you, did you uh, know you're having a boy or girl? No, or what it was, did you call it? It was Long Baby Three. Okay. Uh, that was the Twitter handle, which has since been changed to, I think, Harrison Long AU or something. But uh-huh. um, but what I did, you know, just simple things like, you know, we're off to the we're off to the um, to the hospital, you know, possible, you know, labour, you know. Then we went no false alarm, we're back home. So there was a couple of things, and we started getting messages from people, which was nice. I um, believe the first message comment you got on your photo was from my good self. That is correct is that from, right? the, from the official announcement of the baby. Yes. But the thing is. You know, uh, we cert- don't, don't get me wrong. We didn't tweet this whole thing. We didn't tweet the announcement. I still rang my mum to tell her we were in there. I rang my brother, rang my sister. We rang immediate family, and then we text them updates as you do because that's that's the direct form of communication. But just to harp back, my son is is now four, turning five in December. So only five years ago, this wasn't even contemplated. It, the, the 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 idea back then was I had three lists because you could only send text messages to something like fifteen or twenty people from the <laughs> phone. So I had three different lists. You know, immediate, and then later on. So we had text message lists. This time, it was just immediate family, and the rest was Facebook and Twitter. And I've got to tell you, overwhelming. It was amazing because, Excellent. you know, great. Uh, Twitter for me is about listeners and people who listen to the show. Great, lovely comments from everyday people, which I really enjoy. And then Facebook, putting a quick message up there saying, you know, date, uh, time, you know, wait, height, all that kind of stuff, and the, the name and a photo. And, you know, as you say, you were the first person there to comment. And then, you know... Like so many comments, it's just so encouraging. And then you send another message here or there. You get great involvement from friends and family, like you know, distant cousins and things that you just wouldn't have bothered calling. Uh, <laughs> and th- and they get to they get to be involved, and it's a really nice thing. And with well, exactly. all the drama that's going on with Facebook, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I just think it's interesting to look at this as a as a as a way of of using social media for for some good because it really does bring families and people together using it in that way, don't you think? Absolutely. Just, well, how would you relate that back to you know your kids are much well, older than mine. My kids are a bit older. My my daughter's my daughter's sixteen. I've got a fourteen year old son and an eleven year old daughter. So social networks were didn't exist. Social networks were were, were pubs pubs and clubs back then <laughs> that we thought about. But um, so getting the word out when my kids were born, it was obviously had my family at the hospital and making phone calls 
calls and sending people emails. I'd only just got a, a, an email account actually about a month before my daughter Jacqueline was born. She's now 16. So uh, getting the word out was a, a lot different than it is today. But you, you've demonstrated that it's a, a social network, their power for good and sharing good news was illustrated really well with the birth of young Harrison Long. And as I say to people, if you're worried about this kind of stuff, just take some time on your Facebook account, lock down the privacy, and, and that's the way you can control who gets the message and how. But uh, thank you to everyone for their well wishes on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Harrison's doing wonderfully. He'll be home tomorrow. Uh, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. I uh, was the uh, received an interesting device from uh, Microsoft. Now we know Microsoft make a lot of hardware. We know we know yeah, they're known they for Windows and Windows Phone Seven and all this software, but they do make some pretty handy hardware, webcams, etc., and keyboards, and also mice. Uh, one of their latest mice, or is it mouse? What, what is the plural <laughs> for computer mouse? I don't is think it it's mouses? ever been determined. You know, I think it's all a bit. You know, we we make it up. Clearly, we say mice. But yeah, I don't well, know I'm that it really. Say, let me just say that they the sent mouse. Me a mouse. They mm. sent me the latest touch mouse. Now, this is uh, a, a, new, a totally new mouse. It's designed to be used with Windows Seven and to enable uh, gesture controls. Now. For all those Apple users out there, yes, it is just like the Magic Mouse. <laughs> it is a little bit like the trackpad. Uh, for all those Windows users who are sort of very enviously looking at the Mac, the, the Apple Mouse, the Magic Mouse uh, from their Mac users that they've, they've noticed uh, have now got their very own. This Microsoft Touch Mouse enables one, two, and three finger gestures. So you use the, the, the whole top surface of the mouse is like a big multi-touch area so you can you can create different commands there's one for obviously scrolling two fingers let you do other things uh, they tap into these features like snapping you know you can snap a screen a window to yep. one side of the screen and a second to the other side of the screen three fingers up and down to clear the desktop to see all your open windows things like that it, it was very easy to set up you had to install some software but uh, good to see that uh, imitation is a serious form of flattery I think in this case Trevor and I think one of the keys to this is we need to again do a little bit of crystal ball gazing and think you know Windows 8 is going to be a beautiful touch interface if you have it and you know touch screens are not going to come to the home computer as a really obvious thing I think they'll just be there like 3Ds in TVs but reaching out and touching a screen is a bit crazy when you've got this mouse at your fingertips so the touch controls that will be integrated into tablets and therefore into the PC will be very well used through a device like this so this is just the first of many I'm sure Absolutely. Um, and, and it's interesting and, and be great to have a play with so you can read more about that at uh, techguide.com.au you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I mentioned uh, Facebook earlier, mate, the, the privacy concerns. They've yeah. obviously had the, the news feed we talked about last week, all the drama with that. They've got this new timeline coming. We might talk about that next week because it should hit most people by next week. I've already put it on my page. It's and pretty- haven't they copped a hammering over it? I wrote a story on Tech Guide, and people were really unliking uh, these changes to uh, Facebook. That's right. But anyway. So, <laughs> so this week, uh, an Aussie guy has discovered and blogged that he has found that Facebook is able to, through the cookies, which are these little, little text files that live on your computer, 
computer after you go to websites. Um, even after you log out of Facebook, uh, basic user information is, is retained so that when you visit sites that have Facebook integration for comments or liking and the like, they can still see where you are and track where you are. Now, there's no evidence this is being utilised in, in any way, but it's just a core privacy issue. It's a worry, though, isn't it, Trev? Like, it's a bit, a bit cheeky on Facebook's part, and, and apparently when this Nick... Kabrilovic, uh, Aussie guy that discovered this, when he when he when he actually told Facebook and they found out, they at first denied that that this was the case, and then uh, he he eventually had a chat to them and they've they've since admitted it that that's what they were doing, but they did discuss the fact that these cookies were they were they weren't quite like tracking cookies as they as they described them, and they pro- they vowed to change it, they promised to change hmm. it within twenty four hours, so it would so be as obvious. There's a few issues here. I mean, I'm a big supporter of Facebook. I like what it does, and people. Just need to take their privacy into their own hands. In my book, but there's a couple of real issues. This bloke discovered it in November 2010, and Facebook did not respond to him at all. He then reminded them in January. No response. Still, hello. The problem is you're too big and you're too global. You need to start acting a little bit more locally, so people like this can actually raise things with you. Now, yes, they're going to fix it within 24 hours, so the basic tracking will be gone. I don't I don't expect it was ever intentional. I don't expect they have ever had any plan to use it. It's a lot of data to keep. But the fact yeah. is they were doing it and they should they've, you've got to have it's levels of engineering look, that fix it? this kind of thing. The, the question is though, how many other sites are doing it? You know, let's look at Google, let's look at just news websites, all this kind of thing. A lot of places now require you to log in. Everyone's got to start looking at this stuff and, and it's going everyone's going to come unstuck. The, the fact is that if, you, if you're worried about your privacy, there's very little you can do other than completely locking down your computer and your account. Well, he, he said with this one, he, he, he like the only thing, even when you log out of, of Facebook, even if you completely and log the out, browser. it's still tracking you around. But he said one solution is to delete every Facebook cookie in your browser. Now, I'm yep. sure there'll be plenty of people, most people wouldn't even know how to do that. Exactly. Second thing he suggested was to use a separate browser for your fa- for Facebook so that you can't be tracked. If you say you were using Safari for Facebook and then switch to Firefox for everything else, that's a bit of an inconvenience. I but know. I, I whenever suggested you use the that word tonight, Facebook yeah. and privacy, in a sentence, people are getting like, that story's had set, lots of hits, and there's been a huge story online today. It is, and, and I just think that they, they're continually going to be up against this. They probably just roll their eyes now at Facebook. They, I think they are reacting quite well to this. They're doing their best to fix it, but dear Lord, I just um, people need to again, and this is the problem with, with the, the fast pace of change that we're undergoing in the world. I keep saying to some people, we're in this black hole at the moment. We're in this place where we're transitioning towards this completely online world, and again, you think about um, you think about Harrison, who's just been born. He's going to live a life with that Facebook always existed. Google always yeah. existed. There was a young bloke who who, um, who who you and I know on Twitter who who mentioned that Google's 13 today. You know, what? what imagine a life without them. I said, mate, you're 13. <laughs> the, the, hello? You yeah. know, you've always had them. People, we're in this phase where people need to move towards a better understanding. I, I, I walked past an Apple store today at Hornsby, and we'll talk about Apple in a minute, but the, the generation of people sitting around the table looking at iPads with a, with an Apple rep just kind of in a, on a little tour uh, with, with elderly because that yeah. they want to understand this. Now, if you're getting involved in technology, you need to start to learn it like you did everything else. So you need to learn that it's not just about creating an account. You need to spend some time lock down your privacy as you choose to choose what you share with different people they make it possible so do it it, it is important to use a tool to its full 
um, potential, not just as you're presented with Yeah, it. this is true. Like, look, Facebook's not going anywhere. Uh, exactly. And I'm sure that the people that are complaining about Facebook and its privacy issues, and you and I, we're not going to stop using Facebook. So I think that, what, like you said, once we come to terms with the privacy, how we want to set this thing up, Facebook are coming to the party as well, eventually with the, these little slight changes. Uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's hopefully going to be a better result. But for those that, that are unsure, you know, ask people like yourself. Like, we get a lot of questions on this on radio exactly. and, and, and we help people sort of set their to, to get their settings right but um, you know just just take take a look check your settings a couple of times and you know just that, that'll give you peace of mind if you do that Now, apart from our good friends at Netgear, uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you by Samsung Smart TVs, which are bringing you to the, closer to the future of television. Now, a television is now a connected device, and the Samsung Smart TVs bring you things like apps, provide web browsing, give you access to content, and also let you do your social networking on the big screen. There's a huge selection of apps. They're, 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 they're growing week by week. There are a lot of apps, just like as you download an app for your smartphone, you can now download full screen apps for your smart TV. In terms of content, you can view things like YouTube, you can download movies. So there's a lot of choices now, rather than just watching what's on TV, there's all this extra content that you can access. Web browsing, imagine the 55-inch web browser. The experience doesn't get any better than that. The best Ooh. monitor in your house is going to be the smart TV, the Samsung smart TV in your lounge room. Now, I know Tech Guide looks pretty good on a, on a big TV like that, <laughs> uh, and lots of other sites would as well. But a lot of the things we do online, social networking, you can access Facebook and Twitter. You can comment on all your favorite shows, as you and I do, Trev. On your smart TV, there's no need to rush back and grab the laptop out of your office. You can sit on the couch using your remote control and update your social networks on the fly. And you know, mate, one of the things I'll say to you about the Samsung Smart TV, I went to the, we did an outside broadcast at TUE on the weekend at Harvey Norman at Moore Park, the Supercenter. They've got some serious branding down there and investment in, in the store. Geez, they are the best looking TV on the market. Those oh, especially in the Series was, 8. Oh. The Series 8, it's got the half, it's got a 5 millimeter bezel. Ridiculous. It's like it's a frameless TV, so Beautiful. it's like you're looking out at a window to the world. But uh, just just the last thing about the Samsung Smart TVs, apart from the, the, the intelligence that the TV and the connectivity the, the TV offers, it's also a 3D TV. And not only can you watch actual 3D content, you can also use the 2D to 3D converter. So all your favorite content, whether you're watching your favorite sport, your favorite movies, playing your favorite games, you can do a 2D to 3D conversion on the fly. So all this information, uh, Samsung Smart TVs available in plasma, LCD and LED in a range of sizes. And if you want any more information, just visit samsung.com.au slash TV. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Now, Panasonic is a, a company that's been releasing a lot of consumer products that, that we know so well, our, mm. our plasmas and Blu-ray players and things like that. But they're also releasing a, a range of uh, appliance products like air conditioners, washing machines and refrigerators, electric toothbrushes, a whole range of products. But last week, they had an event to unveil these new range of products that I just mentioned. But the thing with them is that they're energy smart products. They're called their Eco Navi products. Now, mm. we know electricity prices aren't going down 
down. If anything, they're going to go up. So our best option is to sort of be smarter with our appliances. And Panasonic's range of products uh, allow allow us to not only save time, we're really time poor, but there's also features built in that help us save on power. What, what? So talk us through the products here. Well, this has really taken us away from TVs and stuff. This is absolute around-the-home stuff. Absolutely. Well, let's start with the air conditioners. Now, we've got summer's coming up, and usually with the air conditioners blazing to keep us keep us cool. But what the, the Panasonic Eco Navi air conditioners do is they can actually target. The, they can see have sensors to identify where there are people in the room mm. and direct the airflow in that direction. So not only does it keep the people in the room cool, that amounts to up to a thirty percent energy saving because it's not just blasting cold air into the room; Randomly, it's targeting yeah. different parts of the room. So about thirty energy saving while you're cooling and up to 40% energy saving when you're heating. So that's a pretty significant saving. Exactly. And that's the kind of thing that people are starting to look at when they're, when they're buying things. We've got a couple of minutes left. Run us through one more and then we'll talk yep. about the well, Apple There's a store. washing machine that can detect how heavy your load is and, and actually save you water and power by adjusting the, the amount of water and the length of the cycle. I struggle with, with fridge, that all the time. The refrigerator is a great feature too where it can, it can actually get used to the peak periods where the fridge is going to be opening and closing a lot. So it knows it's got sensors that can detect how often the fridge doors open and it can then also then uh, power down in those quieter periods, obviously during the night, because let's face it, the fridge is on 24-7. The more power you can save with that, the better. I've got privacy concerns about that. I mean, at Facebook, <laughs> at a Facebook level, I, is my wife able to access information? She's in the hospital right now. Does she know I just went and had a Streets Fionetta? Because I don't want that. I don't want well, her to I know when I open the freezer. Far, Trevor. I think it's, uh, it's meant to save your power. Not meant to save your marriage. Yeah, well, I don't, let's be very clear there. Anyway, no, great little range there from Panasonic, and uh, there'll be more information about that at techguide.com.au. Mate, just wrapping up, I went to the opening of, I think it's the 13th Apple store in Australia, the Hornsby yep. store, which is quite nice. It's a big, wide store, much wider than the, the Chatswood store, if people have been to that one, or, or the Chadson one. It's a, it's a good width and, and depth. Um, and one of the things, that one of the great guys from, from Apple Visby was there, and he showed me on his iPhone the, the Apple app. The Apple Store app. I keep getting it wrong because the first time I heard about it... It's a bit of a tongue twister, that I, one, Trey. I thought the person said to me, there was an App Store app. And I said, hang on a minute, <laughs> there's an app for the App Store? That's a bit crazy. Um, and by the way, just I digress one more time. You know when they say there's an app for that? Let me tell yeah. you, people, there is, okay? Wife having contractions? I, I'm not counting them. I downloaded an app and it logged them, okay? Oh, start, on. finish, start, finish, and we knew it was time really to go were in. You bored, weren't you, during I'm this, telling this, you, mate. This no, this was before we went to hospital. It was very cool. Oh. Anyway, they've launched an Apple Store app. So you download this, this this to your iPhone, and here's what's wonderful. It's it's a great app for buying stuff. So it's like using the Apple website to buy, to buy products, but when you're in range of an Apple Store, you can actually go, you know what? <clears throat> can you make a genius appointment for me, or can I get some advice on this? And it puts you in a queue. And then it beeps and buzzes, and it opens up with a photo of the person who's willing to serve you, and they're really you, cool standing at the front door of the shop for you. So you know where they are. You just go to yeah. them and say, "G'day." It tells you to meet, meet uh, the, the person at the entrance to the store, and it's got their photo. That's amazing. I just think it's brilliant. It's a great use of, of GPS and kind of you know located technology because it knows you're you're within range. Because not not like there's a store in every corner, so it knows yeah. you, you're broadly within range. And it's just a simple thing. And in terms of the basic dynamics of it outside of the when you're in the store. It's actually a very good 
uh, visual interface for buying online, which is probably going to be a leader in terms of how other companies develop apps similar for their own online purchasing. What, what I liked about this app too is that the Apple give great workshops in their stores and mm. this can actually advise you how long it is to the next workshop. So you, if, you, if you don't happen to be near the sign that says next workshop will start in 15 minutes, if you got the app, it'll say next workshop begins in however X amount of minutes and it's about Mac OS or iPad. So you can be there and plan your day around that as well. So I reckon that's a really cool feature too. The Apple Store app is available at the Apple App Store. Good luck with that, everyone. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. 31 down, a million to go, mate. Thanks for your company once again. Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Thank you, mate. Thank you, Trevor. It's been a pleasure. Talk to you next week. This has been Two Blokes Talking Tech. You can get in touch with us at twoblokestalkingtech.com or you can follow us both on Twitter. Stephen Fennick with a PH and Trevor Long. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. 